Welcome to the Brain Trust Driving Change Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bloomfield. Whether you're a leader, a coach, a salesperson, or even a parent, this podcast focuses on how to leverage the science of decision-making to help you become a more impactful communicator and a driving force for change. I want you to imagine you're sitting in your cave eons ago, and your spouse looks over and says, I'm really hungry, and you're a terrible hunter. And you look and say, well, I've got this fur from this elk that I killed like six months ago. It smells a little funny, but I'll see what I can do. And so you wander you know, a couple of country miles away to the next cave, and you knock on the rock and come in, and sure enough, they've got plenty of elk. So now the dance begins. You try to convince your neighbor to take this extra fur that you have for a big side of elk so that you could go home and make your family happy. And the first sales engagement, the first sales conversation of all time took place. Now, our brains actually have not evolved from that place. We still have the same processing. The neuroscience of how we process information in order to make a decision is still the same. So in that moment, these two cavemen who were arguing, you know, back and forth, back and forth, probably like some of you in a sales call, trying to debate, should I give you this meat for this fur? Well, the person who feels like that they might be getting bamboozled has all of this processing going on because our brains are biologically built for self-preservation. So in that moment, caveman number two was trying to decide, is it worth me giving up meat in order for fur? And the way our brains are wired for self-preservation, we're looking at every engagement through this lens of risk versus reward. And what we've, we've learned over time is the biology of the brain is instrumental in understanding how we as human beings process that information in order to determine if we should make a decision to buy or to change. And what's interesting about the biology of the brain is we've learned more in the last 10 years than all of human history combined to the nuances of the neuroscience of the human mind. Now, this is really important because as technology has advanced, so has our understanding of what it takes to be effective in a sales conversation. Now, as human beings process information, and we're going to get into a a little bit more in in a future podcast around cognitive biases, we go through a very specific order in the way that our brains process that information. In the 1960s, uh, Dr. Paul McLean, a neuroscientist, he coined the term the triune brain theory. Now, the brain is much more complex than just three simple layers uh, or parts, but he did a great job of explaining it in simple terms that we can take today and process it in order to help us communicate more effectively. And the way that the brain is set up, essentially the outer layer, the funky folds, the, the, the gray area that you see a lot of times in images and on TV, that's your cortex or your neocortex. And this is your thinking brain. This is your highest, this is your highest processing CPU portion of your brain that allows you to take vast amounts of information and try to determine what makes sense of that information. Uh, it's things where you process facts and data, where you're analytical, but it's also where you're, you tend to be skeptical or judgmental of facts and information. But again, the neocortex is a really important part of our brain. Then you go down just a layer in what scientists call the limbic system. And the limbic system is our emotional or feeling brain. So if the neocortex is our thinking brain, 
the limbic system is our feeling brain. And now in our feeling brain, we have all these crazy things like the, the amygdala, the hippocampus, the thalamus, the hypothalamus, the insula. Who cares, right? Why does this make any sense and why is this important? Look, Jeff, I'm just trying to close another deal. I don't really care about you rambling on about the limbic system. Well, you should, and I'm going to tell you why. The feeling brain is one of the most important advances in what we understand about how we make decisions, and I'll explain that further in just a second. The third and final layer of the brain as you move down is what we call the root brain, and this is your instinctive brain. So now picture your brain in these three parts. You've got your outer thinking brain, you've got your next inner layer, the limbic system or the feeling brain, then you've got your root brain or your instinctive brain. And, and you th- we used to think, as we did research years and years and years ago, that if you were wired to be analytical by nature, that you used your neocortex primarily and even the left brain of your neocortex to make your analytical decisions. And if you were more emotional <clears throat> or visual in nature, you tended to use your, your limbic system and possibly the right side of your brain in the limbic system or the feeling brain to make decisions. What we know now with advances in technology is though these three parts are completely interactive and are talking to each other continually, the way that we process information is actually inside out. So we're looking instinctively and emotionally first to then look to validate how we feel about the information that we are perceiving. So it's inside out. Now think about how we as professional communicators, particularly in sales and marketing, communicate with our customers. We communicate vast amounts of facts and data, right? Features and benefits, trying to convince the customer that our product or our service is the best in hopes that their analytical brain will agree with us, that this is logical, this sounds like they've given me plenty of factual information with which to make a decision. As Gronk found in the cave all those millennia ago, his neighbor didn't really care about the, the, the number of fine threads in his elk fur. His neighbor cared if he had enough meat to last he and his family a long enough time through the winter to get his family through the cold spell uh, in order to feed them. He cared about the risk of losing what he had far more than he cared about how great this fur coat was that his neighbor was trying to sell him. Now, as we go through and learn more about this, what we're going to find is that our customers are no different today. Their first instinct is that of self-preservation. Are you a threat? Are you here to harm me? Because if you're here to harm me, I want nothing to do with you and I'm going to run. I'm going to run fast in the other direction. Now, we might laugh about this as we compare this caveman story and analogy, but the reality is, is in suits and ties, in boardrooms, all across America, our brains are doing the same thing that our caveman friends were doing centuries ago. The question is, is now that we know more about how the brain works, how the brain functions, how the brain processes information in order to make a decision, how should we as sales and marketing professionals craft and deliver our message in a different way that bypasses the skeptical part of the brain, but yet then pulls back in the information that we're so used to communicating, the facts and data at the right time to then allow our customers to then validate why they should change because of the way they feel, not the way they think. And and this has become paramount for us and at Brain Trust, and we're helping our clients understand this, the neuroscience or the neurobiology of decision-making. 
If you truly understand how your customers are processing information in order to make that decision, you can work backwards on your message and then you can build trust quicker. You can build connection faster. You can get into the emotional part of their brain to get them to feel something that they need to feel in order for them to think that they should validate making that decision based on their feelings. So in the end, neuroscience and sales go hand in hand. The problem is, is we just never realized it. And a lot, of the, a lot of the sales and marketing methodologies that are out there today are from 20, 30, and 40 years ago. And they were built around the principles that if we can just convince someone of why they should do something different, they will. They're built around the principles that if I can show you enough reasons why my product or my service is better than what you're currently doing, you will change. They're built around if I can ask you enough questions that are, I hate to say this, but manipulative enough in nature to get you to, 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 to unveil your weak spot, then I can penetrate that weak spot with enough facts and data to convince you to change. Now, these have worked for decades, right? Because we didn't know any better. The problem is, is how well have they worked? And, and when you talk to most clients, we talk to most salespeople, if they're closing at 15 and 20%, man, they're, they're high-fiving each other. Well, look, 15 to 20% closing ratios can be, can, can be something that happens by using old methodologies. But by using the neuroscience and understanding how your customers are truly wired to make a decision you'll see closing ratios double and even triple from there because you're actually presenting information in a way that your customer's brain is biologically built to receive that information in order to want to choose to change. And really, that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you understand that information in an easy and simple way and then being able to take it and apply it in your role as a salesperson and as a marketer every day. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.